The Jets have commitment issues. I'm sorry to tell you, and maybe that's the curse. Welcome to episode 59 of the Go For Two podcast, a podcast for frustrated football fans by two frustrated football fans. I'm Brian Klein. I think you're Jenna Alike. It's been a while. But I think so. I think yeah. I'm still Jenna Alike. Episode 59, it feels like episode one because it's the first one since what? The dawn of time? The dawn of time, definitely. <laughs> I was looking through. We have an activity, a game, if you will, um, at, to basically fill us in of what we've missed all of this time. And I was like, where do we even go back to it? What was the June? price of gas last time we did the podcast? I have no idea. It's probably been since <laughs> June. Uh, the thing, the, the thing that it's hard, right? When we're both in a different place during COVID, this is where we thrived yep. because there was, you know, COVID still happening. But when in quarantine, we can pick a time every Tuesday and it would we would be there. We'd be doing nothing. But now with things opening up, I had an internship that took me away from nine to five and Brad was calling games which happen around a similar time frame and then he was doing also doing some work so it was impossible for us we like thought about it because we were like dang we really dropped the ball and we looked at our schedules and we realized this is impossible well we did a couple of shows during the summer when we were balancing those schedules and I remember doing an episode at like midnight and I love doing a podcast with you, Jenna, but but the midnight one was pretty miserable. So <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we took a break because I'm back and I'm ready to go. Yeah, July third was the last yeah. was the last show. I, I don't remember. We also struggled with posting That's those meaty, at any time. Meaty August. So too. yeah, exactly. So we so we've been gone for for a bit, but we're back and we will be hitting you with shows every week, recapping the games. If not on Tuesdays, it might be on Mondays. We might get you know cut a Monday night football game, but we always get reactions in because uh, it's a lot easier to maintain a schedule when there's structure in form of an NFL schedule. But like I said, we did miss a lot, right? So there's two months of information that our audience, assuming they only listen to us, <laughs> completely in the dark about. I really hope that you guys you know tune into some more qualified no other podcast you can go get your news elsewhere but you can't get the takes elsewhere so true you know and if you're in the niche of raiders and jets fans together then like we're really sorry for you but so what we're gonna do is we're gonna play a game we're calling it the rpo yeah get it football go for two rpo we're so clever so we're yeah we're playing this game I took the time today. I took 30 minutes out of my day to go on NFL.com and look at everything. First, I started on Schefter's Twitter, and I'm like, this dude tweets so much. Like, we're yeah. never going to get anywhere. I spent like it's 10 minutes. a lot minutes. of scrolling. Yeah, I took like 10 minutes. I was like, okay, we're not even out of September yet. <laughs> All right. And especially winding down, heading toward the regular season, pe- people are getting traded, signed, and cut, released, trying to shore up those 53-man rosters. So... There was just tweet after tweet after tweet. So, switch to NFL.com, wrote down some of the most notable notable news headlines. There was a lot there. Some of them I, I deemed more relevant than others based on the Raiders and Jets connections. Nitpick. N- yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nitpick. Exactly. Um, so, they're all currently on Post-it notes, all these topics, in a trash can here. Forgot to mention, we're in person. Um, we're in the WAER studios right now. Um, so we have all of these post-it notes. I don't know how many there are. There's probably like 
30 to 40 uh, Disney's headlines. We're going to go through a few of them. And the name of the game, again, RPO, someone, either Brad or myself, is going to pick a post-it out of the bin, read it, and provide context and commentary to the best of their ability. If we neither of us really know what's going on, Remember, it's an audio medium, so we do have to keep talking. Yep. But looking it up <laughs> is is okay. So you might hear the clickety clack of some of typing. There you go, Brad. I don't know how much we can hear that. Put the mic right toward it. There we go. You might be hearing some of those noises as we're trying to also catch up. We're catching up just as you're catching up. So the part of the run pass option. That's what RPO stands for. Any of you newer football fans. So there is two options. You get one of each. And the first option is running. So that means you hand what you have in your hand off to the other person. So that means, let's say I have a post-it note in my hand. I read the topic and I said, ah, uh, not really my wheelhouse. Usually it's numbers for me. And like, I really, you only get one and I really don't want to talk about it. I can say, Brad, you're talking about it. Then pass, almost obviously, is the opportunity to throw it away. So you can be like, okay, don't want to talk about this. I don't want to waste my run on this so you just toss it so that's that's so we only get one run and one pass only one run one pass the rest you have to come up with something some take some context anything all right i'm game let's do it all right so i'm gonna re-put this example one back in even though it's a pretty good one it's pretty juicy oh she saw it i did look at it i've written all these down brad has not seen any of these so i do have a slight advantage but i did you know Try to do the honorable thing and not do research when I was like, oh, I don't remember that news story, the, we'll the details. So I'll go first, and I'm moving it around. Okay, so the first one is, okay. All right. It was funny. When I was explaining this to Brad, I said that some of these might overlap, and if they overlap, we'll have a discussion here. You'll hear us um, talk about whether or not we're going to use it or just toss it without using the R or the P. Use it or lose it. Exactly. So this is a good example of maybe one of those instances. I got COVID cuts, question mm. mark. So there was a lot going on because of COVID and vaccination status. Players were either very vocal or very, I'm not going to talk about it when it comes to not being vaccinated. Um, it's a very low percentage. That is part of the game. There is a uh, card in here that does say the percentage of the NFL that is vaccinated. But the small um, do- piece that isn't very vocal. Um, and so with the cuts that just came around this not past week, the past two weeks or so, um, there's been some questions um, in terms of did vaccination status have anything to do with your decisions? And I remember... Urban Meyer came out and was like, yeah, you got to think about that. And I think he kind of walked it back. But you could tell his original stance was, I'm not like, I I, I remember in the quote, it was, he was like, well, you got to think about how they did in the preseason. You got to think about how this and that. And you have to think about vaccination status. Because if you think about it, the NFL said that you're going to get find a bunch and you're going to lose games if there's a bunch of COVID cases and you're not able to field a team. So it's a competitive advantage if you have more people vaccinated because people won't get really sick and the quarantine process is different. Not a scientist at all. 
but that is the thought behind it, is you have a competitive advantage. You will not have to drop out of any games if the majority of your team is vaccinated and following all the proper COVID protocols. So that's what I'm going to say on COVID cuts. Um, specifically, there have been Meyer case. There are some more cases that we can get into, but they might get pulled out of the trash can. All right. So now it's my turn to put my hand in the trash can. Yep. Right? All it's right, a clean trash can. It's empty. He's he's doing it. I'll see what he Rummaging. Gets. All right, here we go. All-pro linebacker Darius Leonard and the Colts agree to a five-year deal. I like this one because Darius Leonard right now has a case as the best linebacker in football. You can make that argument. Jenna's not going to make the argument, but you can make that argument. And, and Darius Leonard is absolutely crucial not only to – football as the best linebacker but the Colts right for what they're trying to do and his ability as a run stopper is the only reason that teams right now should be a little apprehensive in playing the Colts right look at that team on face value after Phillip Rivers you bring in Carson Wentz you hope he's okay but he hasn't proven any anything since he almost won MVP right Mm -hmm. and offensively there are a lot of question marks the Colts are going to be in games because of their defense. They're going to hope that Carson Wentz doesn't cost their defense and then take them out of games. They're going to win games because of that defense, too, but they're not going to win any without Darius Leonard. And signing him to a five-year deal is something that absolutely had to happen. you got to invest in what makes you special as a team. Defense is definitely the sh- I I'll say that every day. The Colts' defense, great. Their offense is what I'll you know, always be – a critic of but Philip Rivers that's he might be in here somewhere um so let's continue I'm, I'm now picking a card out of the box all right decision to only play Joe Burrow in one preseason mm-hmm. game this is a good one unfortunately we do not have our resident ba- Bengals expert Brian with us um he'll that de- you know he comes on for our draft topic sometimes when either Brad or, or I, when we used to do, we used to be committed. <laughs> Can you imagine to how much work episodes? there would be for Brian if we actually held him to the you're the sub role and we just didn't do anything for two months? Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm not Brian, so I can't give the fan take. But just as a football fan take, it's interesting, right? Because he's coming off of a major injury after his rookie season. You kind of want to see what you got. There's. When I was doing, you know, when I was writing this down um, and not doing any extra research, I did stumble upon a few headlines saying the Bengals offense was struggling in camp. And real game-like scenarios is where that chemistry and gelling all of the offense together really starts. So it's an interesting decision, but I get it. You don't want to rush him back. You don't want to potentially risk him getting injured again. But in year two, you got to throw him in there a little bit more than a few minutes for a preseason game. All right. That's Joe Burrow. And I I think it's interesting because he was a senior after college. I think that does matter, too. And how much you need to teach your young player, your young quarterback football versus how much you just need to maintain that player and his status. Here we go. New post-it. Oh, I grabbed two. Hold on. All right. The Raiders requiring proof of vaccination for all fans in 2021. This one was for you, and I took it. 
I'm not gonna. I'm not <laughs> it gonna. It wasn't for me. It was for it, you. No, it wasn't. It was on the NFL. She said page. as she wears her Raiders shirt. I am wearing a Raiders shirt right now. I am obviously the resident Raiders fan. There's probably if we go like the split Raiders to Jets news, I'm gonna be honest. There is a few more yeah, Raiders yeah, cards in there, but they've okay. done more newsworthy things. Okay. Well, I'm guess sorry, what? Your Jets haven't. You you really want me to use this run? It's not going anywhere. That's it's fine. not going anywhere. The Raiders requiring proof of vaccination for all their fans. That, I think, is the growing trend in football, right? And I think it's really strong for the NFL to take a stance. And and, and the Raiders are, are doing it on their own. But right now, you have such a valuable product, right, on the field. You invest so much in your players and in your coaches and in your personnel. To require a mask for the fans, or rather a vaccination for the fans, that's a small price to pay. And I think... In a way, you know, the NFL takes a lot of political stances. That's what they do, uh, especially after Colin Kaepernick and Roger Goodell getting a little bit more liberal with the way the NFL uses its platform. This is inherently a political stance, whether the NFL wants it to be or not. And it's funny because I think a lot of people are not going to get vaccinated because the president tells them to. They're not going to get vaccinated because their congressman or congresswoman tells them to. It's because Roger Goodell said so. This because is why people are going to get vaccinated. It's because the Raiders said so. <laughs> you want to go to the Death Star in Vegas, the Allegiant Stadium experience, you're going to get vaccinated. So, there you go. Yeah, I think I'm not going to dwell on this for too long, obviously, because it wasn't my card. But there is a reason. Some people, they're like, you know, especially if they're younger, what's the reason for me to get the vaccine? Obviously, there's multiple reasons. But they might be like, oh, if they're, I really want to go. The first year of Allegiant Stadium, oh, I'll get, I'll do any, almost anything for that. And so it has, you know, the, the question bo- is, which vaccine am I getting? Exactly. Those borderline people who are like, you know, maybe potentially using the excuse of, I have to do more research still and just really just don't care. That's going to push them when it's going to be required more for entertainment. So, But it's I, not just the Raiders, right? It's not just the Raiders. It's not just the NFL. LSU football requiring all fans to be vaccinated. My brother, big LSU fan. He's probably going to get vaccinated now, and it's because LSU football told him to. Whatever works. All right, I'm going to pick from the can. Okay. All right. Ooh, a good one for me. Okay, so I forgot to mention this. We have news headlines, and we have week one matchups in here as well. Is it the Ravens? I got Ravens Raiders. The Raiders. Ravens at Raiders. For me, I feel like, the Raiders are going to come out and surprise people. I will not be surprised if it's a very similar arc to the last two seasons of all, you know, they come out looking pretty good, you know, potentially beat the Chiefs once and then completely fall apart and miss the playoffs. I will not be surprised. This team gives me a similar vibe. Supposedly the defense is much improved. Going to want to see that against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. On that side of things, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't know if I put this here, but if I, I did, um, We'll see. But um, it, the competitive advantage thing with the whole COVID thing, Lamar Jackson's had COVID like 15 times. <laughs> He's been in protocols so many times, and, you know, his uh, decision to get vaccinated is a, is a one that he is still mulling over. Um, and so I don't know if that will affect this game. That's obviously an uh, interesting storyline that showed up multiple times um, in my news looking of things that relate to Lamar Jackson and COVID. And then offense is going to have a different look. There was an injury. I'm not going to mention that injury because it's in the bin that we might talk about it. But week one, um, also give predictions to this. I didn't tell you, Brad. But if you have, a, if you get a, 
Week one card, okay. game predictions. I'm saying that the Raiders take this one. They're going to surprise people. Now, this is Monday Night Football, right? It is Monday Night Football. And it's Allegiant Stadium? In Allegiant Stadium. The Raiders are winning this game. I mean, you you got to win that game. The Raiders are winning this game. That's a big game. Finally getting fans in the Death Star on national television. You got to win that game. And I think they do it. All right, rummaging here. There we go. Carl Lawson, ruptured Achilles to miss 2021. This is a good one for you. I mean, it's a bad situation for you, but it's something that I feel like a lot of our fans probably wanted to hear information from you about this, and then we just didn't talk to them. I feel like it's it's like a, a cheated roulette game in Vegas. Like, is the marble weighted a certain way? You're getting the Raiders and the Ravens, and I'm getting Carl Lawson. Okay, yeah, this one... This one really hurts because I was very excited about Carl Lawson to the Jets. Very excited. And it's not the same thing. It's worse. But it's kind of the way I felt when C.J. Mosley opted out. And the biggest signing of the offseason, in this case biggest defensive signing, not playing. you got to wait a full year. And the Jets are trying to rebuild. And they're trying to rebuild through the draft and through free agency. And every offseason year, oh, well... Uh, the Jets have a lot of cap room. I feel like the Jets, the Colts, and the Texans are always the buyers, right, in free agency. Mm-hmm. And it's because they have a lot of cap room. You can go out and invest in a really good veteran to build around, to build with your rookies. That's not going to work if the veterans don't play. C.J. Mosley opts out. Carl Lawson, supposed to be a staple of the defense, he's just not going to play because he gets hurt. And uh, it sounds cliche, but... It's just another thing that makes me feel like the Jets are just cursed or haunted or something. Be- not good. Because this, uh, this is the type of thing that you cannot recover from. And that's okay because the Jets weren't supposed to win this year. But in terms of winning, this cannot be made up. This cannot be recuperated from. They will play the season without Carl Lawson, and his absence will be felt every game. All right, dramatic end to the card. I'm rummaging, rummaging. Rummaging, yeah. We've already said rummaging more in this episode than any other episode, all the episodes combined. And I've been calling these, this is clearly a post-it note. It's a post-it note. But I mean, I'm calling cards because it's just easier to say cards. I should have used index Next no, time. No, index cards are, are They're too big. They're a bigger, they're, no, they're a more valuable currency, I feel like. True. These were cheap. The thing about these is cheap knockoff post-it notes. That that are in a trash can right now. And that's where they're, they're going to end up in an hour. Yeah, and they're not sticky enough to stick on anything that I need them to stick on. So it's just like yeah. paper, but they stuck all inside of the trash can when we first put them in, yeah. and we spent a good five minutes just trying to hold them together. So I got Josh Allen six-year extension. If you're a Bills fan, you're you're loving this. I I'm high on Josh Allen. I think some people are still. It'd be crazy if you're still eh about Josh Allen, but he's brought the Buffalo Bills from obscurity to relevance, and the Bills will win the a- AFC East this year. AFC, yes. Been a while since I talked football and divisions. Wow. Yes. So they're going to win that division unless the Dolphins do something crazy, unless Mac Jones turns into prime Tom Brady, which I don't think he will either. Sorry, your Jets are not even in the front of my mind. Oh, know. now that Carl Lawson's hurt. No, now that Carl Lawson's hurt, <laughs> the kingpin's done. So, yeah, so Josh Allen, this is a great I- extension. Um, 
it was late. I remember it was late at night when they were like, it might be close. And then the deal was done. So he had to wait a little bit. They're like, you know, we haven't gotten the deals knocked down yet. But he gets paid an, a pretty penny to be one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC. He's on my fantasy team right now. So okay. I really need him to perform. Good fantasy quarterback. I will say, though, he gets the extension one year removed from a borderline MVP year when arch-rival New England Patriots had a shell of their defense thanks to COVID. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, rummaging. Players against the vaccine and NFL COVID protocols. What should I do here? Should I tackle this with the pseudo-repeat or? No, I think this is different enough, at least in the way I'm thinking about it. Because the that was more of like coaches' responses. Like, this kind of screams Cole Beasley. It does, yes. Yeah. That is exactly where you're supposed to go. Yeah. As I'm okay. writing this down, who you're Players supposed to Players against the vaccine, Cole Beasley. So we're sticking with the Bills here, right? And Cole Beasley has been very outspoken, and I don't think it's unheard of or insensitive to say. Staunch conservative, right? And, and I think that's important to note, not because we care, but because his teammates care. And because the league cares, and now he's the outlier, and the Bills have to worry about that because now you can't afford to cut him. He's too good. He's too important to what you've invested millions upon millions of dollars in, i.e. the offense, i.e. Josh Allen, right? What are you going to do? You're going to pay Josh Allen and then say, hey, guess what? Now, as a reward for playing well, you're going to get to do it without your weapons. No. Cole Beasley cannot be replaced in that offense right now with the resources that the Bills have. So they're going to have to bite the bullet, right? And and he's going to play, and they hope he doesn't get COVID. And if he does, it has the potential to completely derail the season. You lose a game, and now you're off schedule. You lose a game, and on top of that, maybe someone else gets COVID. And maybe that player does not recuperate from COVID well, i.e. what happened to Cam Newton last year. Remember, Cam Newton was inches, and I mean inches, away from beating the Seahawks seemingly by himself on the road, was met at the goal line, then he got COVID, and then he forgot how to play quarterback. We've seen what COVID-19 can do in the middle of a football season, and Cole Beasley doesn't seem to care. So I think it's actually pretty crazy that some people are willing to get vaccinated just to watch a game and others who will definitely be playing in that game are saying, hey, it's not for me. Yeah, it's a a situation that is annoying. He's him and one other uh, player, I can't remember who. Uh, Gallery got hit with a fine for not following the protocols. Oh, the NFL, the, the NFL can distribute those fines. They don't care, and they're gonna they're gonna keep on fining him until he's pressured to do it. And whether that's morally right or morally wrong, that's up for debate. Above our pay grade, certainly. <laughs> but that's what the NFL is gonna do. And the question is, how deep is Cole Beasley willing to dip into his pockets to stand for what he believes in? All right, let's uh, a lot of vaccines. The, the thing, the vaccine things. The thing that's annoying about I think this whole thing is, it's something that shouldn't be political. That has been extremely. Oh, it's politicized. political. I, yeah. I understand. It, it, we know it's political. And that, but that's what is causing all these issues, and bringing politics into this great sport we call football, which can be annoying at times, but filled this trash can. So. Next call, next post-it note, now that I've exposed that's not a card. Travis Etienne to miss 2021 <laughs> with foot surgery. 
Ah, oh, Trevor Lawrence doesn't have his buddy. Mm. Doesn't have his buddy in the backfields. I don't think that Travis Etienne, just from the preseason looks that he got, wasn't going to be, you know, RB1. It's not a big miss in terms of production, who they were going to rely on the most. They still have James Robinson. Mm-hmm. But just to kind of get him up and running, Travis Etienne, one of, you know, the better quarter quarterbacks, better running backs, um, in all football, college football last season. So it would have been nice to see him kind of start in the second quarter, running, quarterback, geez, running back slot, um, kind of build some momentum around, you know, his career. He took a lot of snaps in college. So, you know, in terms of how many yards he has on him, running backs, we know that's important because once you get older, the the age cap is different. So, you know, maybe give him a year to rest and get geared up for year two. But now with a foot injury, still gets the rest. So I guess still the same, but you still want him on the field. Yeah. And, you know, it would be great to see that Lawrence ETN connection um, if you're Jaguars fans now. And if you're a Clemson fan. And if you're a Clemson fan. Mama Alike. Yeah, you remembered. Yep, my mom, weirdly a Clemson fan. She watched the, the game against Georgia. She wasn't happy. But she did say, I told her, I was like, we ta- I don't know why we talked about this, but I-, I was like, Mom, would you go to Jacksonville to see Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars? She's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Mom, why? We have no connection to this university. So weird. But, yeah, so I haven't told my mom. I haven't broke the news to her. But she'll definitely be tuning into some Jags games. Well, I'll tell you what, though, and not that this should be the case, but the Urban Meyer shouldn't have drafted Travis Etienne chance a lot louder now than they were on draft day, and they were deafening on draft day. Yep. All right, here we go. Next one. Next one. Bears at Rams. The opener. Okay. This is an interesting one. I have a roommate, Oscar, who's in a pick and pull, a pool, and he needs my help, and I recommended this game to take the Rams. And the main reason I did this, not only because they're home and because they're the superior team, because I think Chicago is going to go with Andy Dalton in Week One. Yeah, they are. That's one of the cards in there. That's so yeah. gross. Why would you do that? But so you're we'll going to go with Andy Dalton. You have your shiny first-round quarterback in Justin Fields, who's probably the most athletic quarterback in the first round and thus the draft, right, from this past year. And he shined. He outplayed Trevor Lawrence in the college football playoff. And now he's going to sit behind Andy Dalton. Why? Cause. Just cuts. And Andy Dalton had ample opportunities to start last year, and he did for Dallas, and he was awful. And now the Bears want to start him over Justin Fields. Maybe just because they don't want to rush Justin Fields. I don't know. But I don't think it's going to be very long. So I'm glad this card is in here, and I'm glad Andy Dalton is represented in the trash can again because sooner rather than later, Jenna, he's going to be represented in a very different trash can, one that has Justin Fields starting and him on the bench. All right, nice end. I was wondering where you were going with that you were happy. I was like, yeah, you know, just mentioned it. But that was great. Great stuff, Brad. All Thank right. Thank you. Another game, Steelers at Bills. All right. So A lot of Bills. I don't know. Some of these games, there was one of them that I wrote in there that I was like, this is really – I think it was Dolphins versus Pats. I'm like, week one? Week one already playing a divisional round? Mm-hmm. Like, that's – that sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that like is must-win football on night one. Like that's brutal. Um, but this, you know, another we're gonna have to see. I think from the we already talked Bills from the Steelers' perspective, you gotta figure out what's going on because you started last season with what was it? Ended up being nine games, one straight or so, 
And I think it was 11. It was 11? 11. That sounds right. I knew it was either 9 or 11. 11. 11 games straight and then completely just fall apart to finish the season and then lose to the Browns in the first round of the playoffs. So you need to figure something out. Um, you need to figure out if Ben Roethlisberger is still one of the upper echelon quarterbacks that you're going to be relying on or you need to start pivoting and pivoting quickly. I don't know if that's a night one question. I think that's a full season question and, you know, a conversation with Roethlisberger. At the end of the season, he might have a horrible year and be like, all right, I'm done. Uh, you need to draft a quarterback, and if they're bad enough, <laughs> they will be in the perfect position to do so. So I think it's really trying to figure out what the Steelers bring to the table. They have a, a pretty good defense, definitely their strength, um, and see if they can work out that drop, those drop problems, and maybe Juju will stop dancing in the middle of fields. So Still prediction, about that. you're going? Prediction, yes. Thank you, I'm going with the Bills. Yeah, okay. That's Great. the correct answer. It is the correct answer. All right, next card here, next post-it note. 93% of the players are vaccinated across the NFL. You know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to pass. Okay. We already talked vaccines. We've already addressed it. I'm passing. So am I? is my turn over? Is it your turn? Yep, or am I? turn over. Uh, no, let, you can pick right, again. I'll, or I'll, I'll do, go we'll again. We'll do a pick again. All right. Here we go. The Washington team that plays football, not allowing Native American headdresses or face paint to be worn at home games. Hmm. Okay. What a headline, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so the contrarian in me would say, hey, what if someone wants to wear that? They should be allowed to. This is America. Inclusivity, right? But I understand why they're they're going yeah, away from it. <laughs> you can't really do that. Um, that being said, if someone of Native American descent wants to do that and they're not allowed to, that's pretty weird. But that's such the ex- so the exception to the rule. And yeah. I, I get it. I get it. And, and I think it's a good move for the Washington team that plays football, right? Because they're just trying to completely abandon what was. And the thing that we've learned a lot about, I think, especially with the dark side of sports history, is that you can't necessarily delete history. You can try to ignore it, but it's not going anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And people, at least our generation, won't forget what happened and what this team was and what that represented. Maybe your kids, my kids, they will only know the team that plays football is the team that plays football, and it will be a pseudo-black-and-white memory that they used to be called the Redskins. But this is the first step to achieving that goal. It's to get the next generation to be blind to what was. So I get it. I'd probably probably do the same thing. But that's going to be weird to enforce when you have drunk fans who are trying to enter the stadium with something they thought was funny and they've already dedicated hours to the morning before, the morning of. Yeah, it's offensive, though, so it should be new. It, it is offensive. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, the Washington football team, they've narrowed their options down to three teams. I saw that. That's not in this uh, bin. But really just trying to pick things. Team that plays football is in there, right? Washington football be. team. I just want them to keep it at this point. We've You've already leaned into it. Um, just keep it. So they're just trying to clean up the PR mess that they've really just trapped themselves in. So next card. RG3 joins ESPN mm. as an analyst for With college football. I co-worker Drew Carter. 
With oh, just saying. All right. With Drew Carter. <laughs> I don't know. You know why? Uh, I'm Drew... only saying that because I saw the tweet mm. that Drew put out. Drew Carter, ESPN broadcaster, now Syracuse WAR alum, mentor to Jenna and myself, and he tweeted out the full the graphic that ESPN had of their new additions to college football week or college football weekend. Drew Carter is on it with his headshot looking great and RG three's on it too. And if I was just thinking, man, if I was drew, that'd be like one of the coolest things about the job is that I am now literally in the same sentence as Robert Griffin, the third, there you go. Pretty cool. Going to add a new perspective to game day. Uh, Hence the analyst. I don't have lots on this. Um, we are, uh, you know, winding down on this. We've been doing this for a little bit now, and I got to use my my run and my pass eventually. Mm-hmm. But for this one, good for him to realize when the backup quarterback career is over, and it's time to move into something that's going to make you probably more money in the long run. So good for him. Yeah, and he's beloved too, especially in the college football community. College football Hall of Famer, at least a future one. So we'll see. So. Figure do one more each. Sounds good. We'll see. Yeah, well, probably one more each, but All right. let's see. Rookie QB's preseason play. Okay. Super broad. You can. It is broad. What you can do if you'd like is just kind of pick one and go with it. Whatever your interpretation of that of that is, without going forever. Okay. Well, first of all. I think Mac Jones played really well in the preseason, but not necessarily well enough to completely boot Cam Newton off the roster. Agreed. Which is what happened with him getting cut. So you alluded to maybe an ulterior motive as to why Cam Newton might have been released. Maybe there is something there because of the way Mac Newton, uh, Mac Newton, (laughs) Mac Jones played. I was impressed. I wasn't overly impressed. Trevor Lawrence. He had a uh, he was kind of up and down, he right? Fine, yeah. He was fine, but I was a little I was a little disappointed, I'm not going to lie, and, and maybe it's just because my expectations for Trevor Lawrence were too high, but you know, there were, I think he went the first two games without throwing a touchdown and that was a little peculiar to me, but I think the next game he had too. Justin Fields, I think stole the show in the preseason. To me, I was most impressed yeah. with him. And I think a lot of it is his athleticism. He's a very exciting player, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Bears have ever had a player like him in franchise history. So as as someone who has spent about 21 years hearing his uncle complain about the Bears, <laughs> I'm excited for Justin Fields in Chicago just growing rapid fire. Zach Wilson, very underwhelmed. Did not like what I saw from Zach Wilson. And I didn't see much, so maybe there's not much to what I'm saying. Maybe the Jets are hiding some of the playbook. But I don't think he did anything that I said, wow, no way Sam Darnold could do that. And that's his job description this year. Zach Wilson's job description is to do whatever Sam Darnold couldn't. And that's going to be tough because I've been on the record saying, hey, this isn't Sam Darnold's fault. So what's Zach Wilson going to do with that hand? I don't know. But that's my take with the rookie quarterbacks. Did I miss anyone? Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah. Trey Lance. And is he starting yet? Do we no. know? Is that official? I think Jimmy G started. Is it official? G- officially I don't think Jimmy it's officially G? Jimmy G is starting, but that is, I think, like the messaging that's been pretty consistent of they're competing, but leaning toward Jimmy. It's but funny it's because official. maybe it's just the vibe I got from the way social media was dictating it, but I think the 49ers were more apt to start Trey Lance than the Bears were to start Justin Fields. Matt Nagy went into camp with a closed mind on his rookie quarterback, and I think 
the entire Niners organization was looking for Lance to take the job, and he didn't. Yeah. I think eventually he'll inherit it because Jimmy Garoppolo won't do much, but eventually is not quite week one, and he's going to have to wait. All right, so this will be the last one, maybe, because the thing you is... You still have to milk the, that run. The, yeah, the, and the pass. Oh, yeah, so, I mean, either, yeah. So this is... Uh, we're going to go through a few here, probably. Jenna, pocket passer. Depends. Depends, because it's... I have to pass or run this one. Like, uh, you're, I can't, you're going I can't, to, okay. I, I can't... You got to play the game. You got to play the game. Perfect. Play to I'm win going the to game. Run. run this over Jets to Brad. Oh, <laughs> the Jets Sam Darnold Bowl. Okay, and the Robbie Anderson Bowl. Jets yeah. at Panthers week one because the NFL loves to puppeteer the schedule. Um, cool. I, I think the Jets are going to lose, and I think Sam Darnold's going to play really, 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 really well. And it's not only because I think he's a halfway decent quarterback on a now halfway decent team. That's just what happens mm-hmm. with my teams. I'm a Mets fan. That's what happens. The Jets, you lose a player, they get good on another team. Zach Wheeler, the Mets say walk. He's a Cy Young candidate. Okay, I think this is going to be interesting because the Panthers' defense with Matt Rule running it, I think presents a very interesting challenge for Zach Wilson because on one hand, Rule comes from a collegiate background, so it might be a nice transition for Zach Wilson. On the other, he's a guru and it might be a difficult test for him in week one. So I'm hesitant on the way Zach Wilson's going to play. I'm not hesitant on the prediction the Panthers will win. All right. So now I'm either going to say or use it or pass it. No, We've heard enough from Brad, so it's All either right. me or the, or the trash. All right. So oh, it's a money one. Yeah. <laughs> so Damn, Patrick it's Mahomes, a good topic. Pa- Patrick Mahomes' autographed rookie card sells for NFL record $4.3 million. That's it? I'm passing that. I don't really care. <laughs> oh. I'm a Raiders fan, folks. I don't really care. All right. This is the one I'm going to – we're going to end on. Woo. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> uh, you can't pick up that Mahomes one. I can't. Nope. Marcus May, still in the long-term Let's go. Deal. Still in the long-term deal. Might as well close this off. It's been the Brad show, apparently. I had a lot of Raiders things in here. None of them read. Marcus May. <laughs> Still not paid. The Jets need to figure that out, right? The, the, they have they have a what is it a phobia against paying their safeties against like committing like to anything. It yeah. seems like commitment. The Jets have commitment issues. I'm sorry to tell you, and maybe that's the curse. Is they that can't they commit just to a coach. Can't, can't commit to a quarterback. Can't make a decision. So, yeah, that's all. That's my you know my take. You want to start keeping this? I feel like this is football 101. Football building one team one. Football team building 101. You want to solidify those foundational pieces, or else you're going to try to keep, you know, jangaing the pieces. Jangaing. That's something I would say. I feel like. <laughs> and trying to balance them, and your foundation is crap, so you're unable to produce anything for a long period of time. The Jets haven't been good in a while. But that's why. That's why. That's why. I, I don't think I. I don't think I'd give Marcus Mariota. Uh, Marcus Mariota. Like, Marcus right, May right. A, a necessarily a, a very long term deal because they're not ready to win. True. Right. And True. and it's hard. But I will say this: if there are <laughs> the way the NFL has molded itself now, here's the model. Okay, it's very clear. Draft a quarterback. Hope he's really good really early. Mm-hmm. Draft a running back. Do not sign him beyond his rookie deal. Okay, so you ride that running back into the ground. His career is basically over. This is the model. This isn't me. This is the model. 
So you draft a running back. He's good early. He eventually tapers off because running back's a hard position to play. You draft a quarterback, and before you have to pay him $300 million, you can go out and sign free agents around him, build up the defense, and try to make a run. Yeah. Is Zach Wilson good enough for that model? I don't know. Only time will tell. Do they? Do the Jets think that he is? Probably not because they didn't sign Marcus May. All right. That is the end of our game here. We, we you know, spent a good half hour just talking mm-hmm. some football. Still, I feel like we didn't even scratch the surface on what we missed, which is crazy to think about because we went through about, it looks like, you know, five to seven each. So we went through 14 topics. And again, the surface. I, I have eight here. But we went really. I would pass on but, a couple. But we went on, and we went in on like the vaccine stuff that sometimes feels yeah. repetitive. Some you know minor injuries. I'm really glad you got the rookie quarterbacks one because at least we went over the major storyline of the preseason. These quarterbacks, relatively altogether, played pretty well. Yeah. Like as a unit, pretty good. Everyone you know had a couple highlight reel passes, and and we moved on. So Brad. It's been a while since fan frustration. Why don't you take us there? Let's do it. Let's cue that music. Fan <gasps> frustration. All right, fan frustration. Back to normalcy. And Jenna, I have a big one here, but I'm going to let you start. I almost forgot my fan frustration. I'm going to talk through it while I think. My fan frustration <laughs> is that we drafted Tanner Muse in the third round. And we just cut him after he didn't play any of last season. He had a toe injury. And uh, he was, there was some buzz around him at camp and then completely fumbled the bag in his last preseason game. And the favorite part. This is uh, this just all happened today. Today we're filming this, filming this, recording this on a Wednesday evening, and so what ended up happening is the Raiders tweeted "Happy Birthday Tanner Muse," then cut him like within a day or two. It might have been the same day, or it might have been um, the day of his birth, and it was like that's so weird. And the the Raiders deleted the tweet, and so today Tanner Muse was signed the practice squad um, of the Seahawks, and they retweeted the tweet that announced this and said, happy birthday, Tanner. His birthday was like days ago. So it was a major trolling of the Raiders' Twitter account. That was amazing. But my frustration is, come on, guys. Come on, Mike Mayock and John Gruden. We need to start hitting on every single one of these. That is also me being an unrealistic fan, right? You're not going to hit on every single one. But you really are trying to do this uh, Clemson University West and it's not working out too great. I was excited about Tanner Muse. I like what he brought um, from college into the pros, and he ended up fizzling out, and we don't have them. The Raiders fans, they're, they're upset. They're annoyed that this happened, like I am. But Raider Cody, we, we talk about Raider Cody often here on the Go For Two podcast. He stands by the organization says, Guys, not every guy hits. My like, dude, you really just go with the team every single time. But I want to say congratulations to Raider Cody. He just got sponsored by Charles Woodson's Ooh. alcohol company. Okay. <laughs> I just saw that on Twitter. Cool. And uh, Raider Cody doesn't know who we are. But might as well, you know, t- 
talk talk about him while we can because he is where I get most of my news and is an inspiration as a <laughs> Raiders as a Raiders podcaster. Maybe one day we'll be able to collab. Hey, I mean, look, you're then. the one that suggested that we start a podcast. Would you have done that without Raider Cody? Who knows? Didn't know who Raider Cody was before the podcast. Then the answer is <laughs> so maybe. The answer is maybe. But having to formulate these fan frustrations have opened me up to the Raiders community. Um, on Twitter, and he's a prominent figure. So this podcast brought me to, to Raider Cody, if you will. Okay. That's beautiful. It is. All right, my fan frustration fan frustration's not very beautiful. Oh, C.J. No. Mosley, named captain. Hmm. Typically that'd be a good thing because we alluded to him earlier. Big signing for the Jets right after twenty eight the 2018 offseason into 2019. He was a big deal for the Jets. He plays two games, gets hurt. 2020 is supposed to be a big year he opts out, and now he's a captain. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, Brad, what do you have a problem with C.J. Mosley being a captain for? I mean, Zach Wilson's a captain. He's never even played a snap in the NFL. It's different, okay? He's the quarterback. He kind of needs to be the captain. Yeah, if he's not being, the captain, that's a problem. Being a captain as a quarterback means close to nothing, I let, just to say it bluntly, right? But C.J. Mosley hasn't proven anything to the fans. And it's not necessarily about the fans. When you're naming captains, it's a team thing. But it almost feels disrespectful to the title that you can play two games and opt out, which is, you know, not maybe not the most elegant way of putting it, but you're quitting on the team for a year. You're leaving the team, and now you're back, and now you're the captain. Seems a little forced, seems a little artificial, and I don't think Jets fans like it. All right. Yeah, that I get what you're saying. At the end of the day, like, Respect his decision to opt out for whatever health reason you know whatever health reason he has, but it is a bit abrupt to be like, yeah, all right, now yeah, well, that's the, the guy thing. who wasn't here is now a face. Yeah, of yeah, I I didn't have as a person I didn't have a problem with him sitting out as a as a fan I wanted him to play so I did have a problem with it but as a person whatever you want to you want to not play during a pandemic I get it but you shouldn't necessarily be rewarded for that. With a captainship, I get I get what you're saying. All right, well I'll take it. I'll take us out. I uh, guys, it's been fun. I had an idea for this game. I think it went well. We uh, again barely scratched the surface, but you know what? Read a website or something. A newspaper, Read a website. an article. I don't know. Follow some prominent people on Twitter to get your uh, sports news. But we'll be back with reactions. That's what we're here for. We're here to provide. All of the reactions. We're throwing away the post-its. Until next time, I liked this. Maybe we'll do it again sometime if we ever take another short hiatus. So, if you guys forgot, you probably have. I don't know how you're listening to this if you forgot, but Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're on both. On Apple Podcasts, you can just type in, go for two podcasts, it's the number two. And for Spotify, I don't know what it is now because people probably have been uh, looking it up. <laughs> a podcast for frustrated football fans by two frustrated football fans. Please, thank you, Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it might be. You're gonna have to type in the whole the whole tagline: a podcast for frustrated football fans by two frustrated football fans. So be sure to type that in the Spotify box. We'll also link the Spotify link to our Twitter, which is at the Go for Two Podcast again, number two. Email us at the Go for Two Pod. Um, we had an email once, and it was for something completely unrelated to our yeah, podcast. Yeah, was weird. But email us. Let us kn- let me know what you think. Um, some people like to tweet at us, and that's fun too. But you know, want to be professional? Just shoot us an email with your complaints. All right, I think that's everything. I think we are ready for 
the 2021 football season. I got to get that. I just realized I have to get this podcast out before tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow, guys, tomorrow the season starts. You kind of have to kick it into fifth gear here yeah, on the okay. editing process. Cool, 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 cool. That's why Brad wanted me to edit because he <laughs> realized the turnaround was super quick. So I will get this out ASAP right before kickoff tomorrow. And we'll see you Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. It looks like Wednesday might actually be a nice slot. We, me and Brad both have a class. You didn't know we're, we're students. So we both have a class. It ends uh, at the same time because it's together. So we'll see what the regular schedule is as we move forward. But um, thanks for sticking around, and we'll see you guys next week.